Welcome to the Million Praying Moms podcast, where we have conversations about prayer and motherhood for today's Christian mom. I'm your host, Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and small town girl from the mountains of Appalachia. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. It's the combination of the two that makes this podcast different. Not just motherhood, not just prayer, both. Prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting today. And because of that, my goal is to help you see it not as a last resort, but as your first and best response. Hey there, friends. You're listening to the second episode in our series entitled Getting to the Root of Weariness. Last week, we discussed the idea that many of us have an incorrect or maybe incomplete understanding of the role of motherhood. In other words, how God uses motherhood in both our children and for us. I know this was true for me, and the humorous part to me, well, it's humorous to me now, it was not so humorous when my kids were really little, is that I should have known that God wanted to use motherhood to shape me more into the image of Christ, just as much as he wanted to use me to shape my children. My background is in psychology and Christian counseling, you guys. And I even have a master's degree in counseling. So how did I let the emotions of motherhood distract me from God's mission for motherhood? I don't know. I'm not sure why that happened, but it did. And I tell you this because I know if I can miss it, then others can too. And that's why we're here. If you did not listen to that particular episode, I recommend adding it back into your playlist right away. Now, before we jump in and tackle route number two, which is hiding behind pride, I want to remind you that if you love this show, consider sharing it with a friend, however that works for you. Also take a minute to rate and review it because it helps the show reach more moms with a message of hope. Finally, consider partnering with me to build our production budget so that we can provide weekly episodes of the podcast by pledging just $5 a month via our Patreon. When you do that, you'll receive a great scripture-inspired prayer calendar and an opportunity to join me in a live prayer session once a month, which is always such a sweet time of prayer. All right, guys, so I have with me here again today and all this season, my dear friend, Stacey Thacker. Stacey and I just released our newest book together, Unraveled, Hope for the Mom at the End of Her Rope, which is now available anywhere books are sold if you want to pick up a copy or two for all your your mom friends. And with this podcast series, we want to get to the bottom of what causes weariness or that feeling of being completely unraveled in motherhood and give you the tools you need to pray through seasons of weariness when they come because they will come. So, Stacy, how are you today, and what's happening there in sunny Florida? Well, hello, Brooke. I'm doing great. This is a special week because we have a bookend of Mother's Day. Hello, everybody. Yes. Have Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Whether you had the perfect Mother's Day or not, we are celebrating you and um, this time in your life. So, happy Mother's Day. But at my house, it's also birthday week. So, I know, I know. Last year was a big one. And so this one feels a little, little less stressful. But um, my birthday is this week. And so um, I get to celebrate all week, I think. 
So yeah, it's kind I of exciting. You definitely get to celebrate. All now, week. sometimes they land on the same day, which I feel like is bad. Like that's not fair, yes. but it does happen. It's like My being family. a Christmas baby or something. Yeah. You know, that's hard. That's tough. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. I have that, but, um, but this year they're separate. So I have a rule. Let me just share the rule is I don't cook on mother's day. I don't care. Presents are great, but more than anything, I don't want to cook. Mm-hmm. And on my birthday, I like presents. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully there'll be some presents for me this week. So that's yeah. what's going on in Florida this week. It's kind of exciting. <sighs> that is exciting. It is exciting. And, and you know, it's colder here in Virginia than it is there, but it is nice. Really? It's a May is a really nice time in, in the state of Virginia, especially where I am. And it's, you know, everything is full bloom and, and just gorgeous around here. It's just the best time, maybe second best to fall. Cause I really love yeah. the, the changing of the That's leaves, right. which I know you don't get as much in Florida, which Not you as probably much. miss a little bit, but well, we have the beach. You do. Okay. <laughs> hush. <laughs> we have other things to compensate. Yes. But I also think this is a, for some moms, school's starting to wind down. Mm-hmm. And have you heard of May being called mayhem? No, but that's perfect. <laughs> May, you know, hem. Yes. Um, I think that is also true for a lot of moms. So we're glad you're here today to have a discussion with us about this thing about pride. I, I want to say this too. This is a big topic mm-hmm. and um, I'm speaking from my personal experience, um, but I want to ask you, Brooke, a question as we've been sharing a little bit about our book Unraveled, which I'm so excited has been out for a week. And so real moms have had real books in their hands and in their ears with the audiobook and on their Kindles. I just love that. I just imagine moms opening it at the end of a weary day and finding hope and grabbing onto hope. But the first thing they're going to read, <laughs> actually, I think, I think it might be one of the best openers of any book ever written. Like it is just, it's so iconic. And I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about, but chapter one, which is Brooke, is a chapter that Brooke wrote, literally opens with the words beer and cigarettes. <laughs> I actually, I have to tell you this side story. I was with a, a mom recently and I handed her a copy of the book and she turned to chapter one and she started reading and she immediately burst out laughing. <laughs> she picked up her phone. She texted her best friend. She's like, I'm buying this book and we're doing it together. Like that is the response that people have when they read. It's so shocking. It it's is so shocking. shocking. <laughs> now, what I will also tell is we really wanted to title the chapter that, but um, on the advice of people that are smarter than us, we did not title the chapter that. But in our hearts, that's what it, it is. has always been beer and cigarettes. So, so Brooke, why don't, you, why don't you talk about that and tell us where that comes from and just kind of walk us through the story that perfect opener yeah. Okay. So I just feel like it needs to be said that it might not be quite as good as like call me Ishmael or, you know, whatever, but, but it is, it's, it's, a, world. it's a good one. It's, it's a, a good, good one. It's a good one. I know. I look back on that and I'm like, Oh my word, I really did do that. Didn't I? I did open a chapter with the words beer and cigarettes and I, you know, call me crazy, but I never thought I would do that. I, I just, in no world could I have ever imagined that I would open a book for weary moms with the words beer and cigarettes. And yet there they are. <laughs> so, you know, you and I were just talking about this a few weeks ago, Stacey, and I shared with you that if people really knew me, like if they, you know, could look in the window of our house and see me on the daily, then they would know that, you know, it's just really not me at all to even say those words. So it, it is kind of hysterical and funny that I chose those so Stacey, you and I were just talking about this a few weeks ago. And like I, I shared with you that if people really knew me, they would know how hard things really had to be 
for me to call my husband while he was at work, nonetheless, and ask him to bring me beer and cigarettes. And that is, in fact, what I did. I went out on our front porch. I put the baby in the baby swing that we had at the time. I put the toddler in the pack and play. I mean, they were all safe. Nobody was going to get hurt. I even took the dog. We were all contained. And I even took the dog outside with me. Um, We had a a bulldog named Deacon at the time that was the light of our lives. And so I took him out on the front porch and me and old Deaky were sitting there and I pick up the phone and I'm like, honey, I need beer and cigarettes now. Like It was just the strangest thing for me to do that. I don't really drink much at all. Like my husband and I have a lot of alcoholism in our families and it's just something we don't do a lot, just a, a personal choice for us. And, and I only smoked a few times in college and I've apologized to my parents for that. So like, it's just, it's not what I do. Even now I joke and tell people that I chain suck blow pops at my kids sporting events to keep myself from becoming a chain smoker because I get, I get, you know, all wound up at, at their games and things like that. So the words beer and cigarettes are just not words that you would expect to hear me say if you knew me in, in everyday life. But one of the reasons that I love this book so much, Unraveled, is because it's so stinking real. It's just so real. And I did, yes, I did create a record of my weaknesses for all the world to see. And sometimes, Stacey, that feels a little bit raw. But I mean, there's times I've questioned that and thought, wow, did I really do that? Should I really put all that stuff out there? But hiding behind pride and then finally learning to embrace weaknesses and giving them a proper biblical perspective and understanding is a huge piece of my story, of my personal story. Understanding their purpose and why God allows our weaknesses and and even how to use them for His glory changed the way that I look, not just at motherhood or parenting, but it changed the whole way I look at life and how I approach relationships, even outside of my family. It was just that big for me. Mm. Well, big and bold. Yeah. (laughs) Not just big, not, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about this today, but not just admitting it, but putting it in black and white for not just you to know, not just between you and the Lord or you and your family, but to share it with thousands of moms. Can I just say thank you? Thank Thank you for being willing to go first. Um, That's huge. Okay. So let me ask you this, Brooke. So what do you think the purpose of weakness is and why this is kind of, I mean, why do you think God allows us to be weak in the first place? Yeah. Well, you're speaking to a person who um, never considered herself weak until motherhood. I'm just going to be brutally honest about that. Like I always saw myself as a very, very strong person Um, I was raised to be strong. I was raised to be capable of handling things. And I did a pretty good job of it. And so I think to answer that question, I have to create a picture for for you of what things were like in the beginning of my motherhood. My children, although they were both very wanted, were also complete surprises. Neither one of them were planned. And they were born 23 months apart. And as most of you who are listening right now know, They are both boys. God has given us in our home all boys. Stacey has all girls. It's part of why we, we, I think, work well together. But God, we've got a lot of testosterone in our house. We even have a, a male dog and a male cat. So, you know, lots of testosterone. And for the sake of, of time, I'll just tell you that God did not give me compliant children. Um, I was a compliant child, but I did not get those. I, I was not gifted a compliant child. Both of our boys, were and are 
what I like to refer to as those boys, the ones who are extremely high energy, impulsive, don't easily take no for an answer, would rather run than walk and ha- and generally have one volume, which is loud even now that they're older, and they wear us out. I mean, you know, those boys. And while they have grown and matured a lot over the last 17 years and have way more control over how that gets presented than they did when they were little, they still have a lot of those boys' tendencies that, that we deal with. Our home is loud. And so when you combine those boys who often refuse to be crammed into a box of any kind, no matter how much you try, with a very goal-oriented mom who had always been able to achieve her goals through hard work, you get something of a mess. Like you, It just doesn't always work together. And it didn't take me long to realize that I could not work hard enough to create the kind of godly men that I dreamed of. And in those first few years, that piece of knowledge felt a lot like utter failure. I I didn't know what to do with a situation that I couldn't work myself out of. And yet my boys proved to me every day that it, it just wasn't going to be that way. And most of the time I lived in this haze of emotions thinking I just didn't have what it took to be the mom that my boys needed. Like, I, I guess I kind of thought that God had messed up and, and not given them or not given me what I needed to be what they needed. And you know what? I was actually right about that. I was actually right. It was painful. That knowledge was very hard to digest, but it was actually right. A friend of mine posted something on Instagram the other day that caught my attention. She she asked the question, when did you first realize that God was enough for you? And my reply to her was, when I realized that I wasn't. Mm. And that was a, yeah, it was a profound realization for me, for the goal-oriented girl who had always been able to achieve her dreams. Like, you guys, I had a checklist of life goals. And on the bottom of that list was that I wanted God to give me boys. I prayed for boys. Like, that was the last thing that I wanted to check off this, this goal list that I had. And when I had my first boy, I checked it off. Like I had checked off every single major life goal for myself at that point. And that was kind of the the culmination of it. And so it took, you know, it took that for me to realize that I, I wasn't enough. And I think to answer your question, Stacey, what is the purpose of weakness? The purpose of weakness or the reason that God allows us to be weak is so that we'll learn to depend on him. And I had never really done that before. I mean, I had prayed and and I had said, Lord, would you help me pass this test? Lord, would you heal someone that's sick? Lord, would you do this? Would you show me where to do my internship? Would you, you know, those kind of things. And they're not trivial. They're, there's nothing wrong with that. But I never really had to depend on him for something I couldn't control myself, no matter how hard I tried to control it myself until God gave me children. And I think 2 Corinthians 12 verses 9 and 10 were literally life-changing verses for me. And and this is the story of what God did in my motherhood. And these verses say, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses 
so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. That's a, that's so good. It's so good. And what you do so beautifully inside Unraveled, Brooke, and is that, and I'm guessing, and I'm, I'm also asking this for the benefit of our friends, is this, this is about you boasting in your weaknesses. Yeah. Which is so hard to do for someone who is so filled with pride in her own ability to get things done. I mean, it just, I didn't realize, I, I don't think I really knew how much pride I actually took in my own ability until the Lord said, you're not going to get through this one on your own. You actually don't have all the power that you need to be able to do this. And it is most definitely a story of learning to boast in weaknesses so that Christ's power can reside in me. And I've learned, guys, the hard way, I promise you, that I don't have to hide behind pride. I don't have to anymore. Everyone, and I do mean absolutely everyone, has weak spots. They have things that they absolutely cannot overcome apart from the strength of God. And I've learned that God's strength, which is found in my relationship with His Son, Jesus, is so much better than mine. I wanted to be able to do it in my own strength so that I could say, look at me, look at what I've done. Look at these amazing men that I've produced who are going to go out and change the world. And God said, sweetheart, you've got it wrong. I'm going to do this work in them. And my strength is so much better than yours. And I'm not trying to say that we don't have any strength in and of ourselves. We do. I, I have enough strength to get up and and, you know, do my chores. And I, there's a lot of things that I can do on my own. Although I do believe that God gives me the ability to even do that. We all have some of that. But there comes a time in the life of every single believer when their strength runs out. You are going to come. And maybe if you're listening today, you already have. Maybe that's why you're attracted to this series on this podcast to start with is because you have already run out of your own strength. And if you haven't gotten there yet, sister, you're going to at some point. And it actually is God's kindness to you to allow you to get to that point. If we spend all of our time trying to hide our weaknesses from the world, we're going to miss the absolutely transforming power of walking in the strength of God. So I say boast. Boast in the fact that you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough, and you're not enough to be what you want to be. Release that. Like you don't even have to be. It's not just that you're not enough, it's this freedom in knowing that you don't have to be because God is and see what he does. Okay, so Brooke, that is just, that'll preach on every level. It's so good. And I, I think the beauty of you going first is that we can all kind of come along behind you and we can raise our hands and say, I have weaknesses too. This mm -hmm. is definitely my story too. It's also in the book. Brooke just does it first and so beautifully. And so I love highlighting that, especially since it's the first chapter. So, um, but I want to ask you this, one of my favorite quotes, I mean, golly, Brooke has some great things in here, obviously, but 
You said God can redeem even our deepest, darkest, most daring mistakes until they're more beautiful than we could have ever imagined. What does that look like? What does that mean? I think just that whatever strengths and weaknesses that we possess, they're all a part of God's plan for our beautiful, messy lives. He made us the way we are on purpose, and He can use every single detail of our mess for His greater glory, but only if we step down off of our prideful pedestal and admit that we're weak. And I just want to say, like, if there's a mom that's listening right now, and you are asking yourself, did God mess up? Like, am, am I not the right mom for these children? Is it is it not something, you know, did, did God make a mistake? And then the answer is no. It is your unique gifts and talents that God is banking on for these kids and will use them to make something beautiful. Stacey, I really think that as moms, we so often think that this one thing that we do wrong, or maybe the culmination of all the things that we do wrong as parents are going to be what send our children to the counselor's office, right? Mm -hmm. We think we have messed them up royally. And I know I've felt that way in my own life. I've thought, you know, I'm just doing this wrong. And, and I, you know, there's got to be a right way and a wrong way. But that's not necessarily what I see in scripture. What I see is that whatever strengths and weaknesses that we possess, all the times that we get it right, all the times that we get it wrong, all the things that are in our wheelhouse, and then all the things that we have to deal with that are way, way out of our wheelhouse are all a part of God's plan for our messy, beautiful lives. Mm. He made us the way we are. Like he made me with all my weak spots on purpose. And he can use every single detail of our mess for his greater glory, but only if we step down off of our prideful pedestal and admit that we're weak. Mm. Wow. Prideful pedestal. That's, that's a little convicting. It's good. Good stuff. A good reminder. Okay. So Brooke, what's the next step? So we admit that we're weak and we need God's help, but what do we do next? Well, at the risk of oversimplifying things, Stacey, I just think we pray. Mm -hmm. We take all of our messes, failures, and flops straight to Jesus who loves us and invite him into our mess. We invite him to come and be a part of the everyday ick that we experience as moms, the everyday joys that we experience as moms, the ups and the downs, we invite him in and we trust him to make his strength perfect in our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always, I always try to remember that um, I describe Jesus as a gentleman. And every time I, I can tell you a hundred percent, every time I've invited him into my mess, he always comes like he always answers that prayer. Um, and so I think we can have that trust um, that when we ask him to come, he's going to help us. That's, that's what he, that's what he wants to do for us. So yeah. um, that's good. That's a great reminder. Okay. So this seems like a great segue, Brooke, in this part of the podcast, we like to give verses to pray. And so let's talk about some verses that we can actually hand to a weary mom who is finally ready and willing to admit that she's weak. Yeah, absolutely. So this is our podcast part that's about more than just motherhood and more than just prayer. It's both. It's the intersection. So you share yours and then I'll share one. Okay, I'm going to go to one. Um, I mean, if there was a theme verse for this book for Unraveled, it would definitely be Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. 
I'm going to share it from the message version, the message translation. It sounds a little bit different, but man, I love this translation. So I'm that's what I'm going to share. Feel free to look it up in your ESV or CSB or NLT, whatever you want. But this, listen to this, listen how real this sounds. It says, are you tired and worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm, that is so good. Isn't that so good? That is so good. Let, that'll preach right there. So that, I, that would be the one I would share. Yeah, I love that. I love going to the message Bible when I feel like I need something that's like a little kick in the pants that gets me into everyday language. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just that little bit of insight that really can be helpful in verses. And that is really powerful. The one that I would share has kind of been the theme of what we've talked about today. And it's from 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And I'm going to grab my trusty ESV because it's what's right here on the desk. <laughs> but it says in verse nine, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And then verse 10, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. From when I am weak, then I am strong. Stacey, thank you so much for being with me again this week. We will actually be back next week to talk about route number three, which is choosing weary over worship. That's yep. a that's a good one right there. If you would like a copy of the verses we talked about today in the form of scripture-inspired prayers or to purchase a copy of Unraveled, just head over to our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Until then, mamas, hang on to hope. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Million Praying Moms. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or by visiting our website where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom like our monthly scripture-inspired prayer calendars. Yours for only $5 a month when you become a patron of Million Praying Moms. If you love this podcast and want to be a part of making sure it sticks around and reaches other moms with the message that prayer is not a last resort, but the first and best response to motherhood, consider joining our Patreon family. There are options for everyone, including our $5 a month prayer calendar option, Perfect for both the beginner and seasoned praying mom who wants to pray God's word for her children. Depending upon your needs, you can get access to our classes, courses, podcast scripts, discussion questions for each podcast, and even vote on certain aspects related to the ministry of Million Praying Moms. And I also have a free gift for you too. Download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children, when you subscribe to the podcast. It's a step-by-step -step guide for how to get started praying the scriptures for yourself and your family. If you love this podcast, would you help us reach more moms with our message by leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts? We sure would appreciate it. Find all the links you need at millionprayingmoms.com. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community 
Uh, we hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.